WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The boil water advisory for thousands of customers of the St. Joseph water system has been lifted. The city of St. Joseph says water quality testing has confirmed the water is safe to drink. However, everyone should flush their lines by running the faucets for several minutes before using the water for consumption. The boil water advisory went into effect on Saturday due to a water main break at Marquette Woods Road in Hickory Creek. Five million gallons of water was lost. The boil order had been in effect for Lincoln Township, Royalton Township, and part of St. Joseph Township. Now that it's over, the city thanks everyone for their support and apologizes for the inconvenience that the break caused its water customers. The move to electric vehicles by automakers is too fast for some, including Republican Congressman Tim Wahlberg. Wahlberg's 5th District stretches throughout all of southern Michigan, from Lake Michigan to Lake Huron, and includes Marshall, where Ford wants to build an EV battery plant with a Chinese company. Wahlberg says he spoke to Ford CEO Jim Farley about not building the plant. Why don't we take the time to innovate and develop something even better than that? And I think Ford's capable of doing that, but I also understand that they have to compete. Wahlberg says people with EVs right now mostly have them as a second vehicle and still use their gasoline-powered vehicles for most of their driving. I know for a fact we don't have the infrastructure to power up these batteries. We don't have an infrastructure to uh, transmit the power. Um, we uh, will have California problems if we go this direction and, and brownouts. And General Motors has the goal to have all their new vehicles be EVs by 2035. Wahlberg made his comments on our morning show. Today was day three of testimony in the hearing to determine the fate of confessed Oxford High School shooter Ethan Crumbly. And the court is considering whether or not he'll be sentenced to life in prison as a minor. On the witness stand for the defense today was psychologist Dr. Colin King, who interviewed Crumbly in the days that followed the November 2021 shootings that left four dead and seven injured. According to Dr. King, Crumbly told his parents he was hearing voices and needed help. The part that sort of stood out for me was when he told his parents that he was hearing voices and he needed to see a therapist. I don't know what 15-year-old raises his hand and says, my brain hurts, I need to see a therapist. And it never happened. Crumbly's defense counsel said he deserves a chance at rehabilitation. Prosecutors are seeking a sentence of life without the chance of parole. $800,000 is going to Cass County to help residents make their homes more energy efficient. The Michigan State Housing Development Authority has announced $5.5 million in grants statewide through its Michigan Housing Opportunities Promoting Energy Efficiency Program, or MyHope. The Cass County Land Bank Authority will receive $500,000, and the city of Dowagiac will receive $300,000. MyHope works with local agencies and nonprofits to connect homeowners with repairs and improvements to increase energy efficiency. The work could be on windows, HVAC systems, and roofs, among other things. The New Heights CCDA only has about $50,000 left to go to reach its $1.3 million goal for a new laundry hub and community center in Benton Heights. Director Chris Britton tells us that the AEP Foundation made a donation of $70,000 in July, pushing them up to $1.2 million raised. A match has also been offered by a private supporter, meaning they're just about there. They only need to raise $50,000 more. Britton says many people don't realize how, how important access to laundry facilities is. 
Whirlpool has actually done studies that has shown how access to clean laundry, something that's so simple, positively influences school attendance and ability for households to even maintain employment. Britton says there's no laundromat within 4.4 miles of where the new center is going. In addition, community partners will offer human resources at the center. Things like legal services or financial coaching or even health consultation. We'll have partners like Corwell Health or Summit for Financial Wellness, Mosaic CCDA, be able to be there and perform outreach. Ground on the facility at 2121 Red Arrow Highway was broken in April, and Britain says construction's been going well. When it's complete in the fall, New Heights will host a celebration. Britain says anyone can make a donation to help them clear that last fundraising hurdle. Just go to uh, New New Heights CCDA's website. The U.S. House of Representatives is home for the summer break without having passed some needed spending bills. Congressman Bill Heisinger tells us there's a lot of work to do to get spending in place for the government before it runs out. He anticipates scrambling once the House returns in September. Really, the focus is going to be uh, the appropriations process. So that government funding, uh, all those government funding bills run out at the end of September. Heisinger says he's been hoping to get a Veterans Affairs bill done before leaving, but that's also been punted down the road. That means it's going to be one more bill that's getting punted into September, and September's going to be busy. That is less than ideal. The Senate actually, ironically, has done it faster than the House has. While some have predicted another game of chicken over a government shutdown could happen in September, Heisinger says he doesn't expect that. Instead, he says the debt ceiling deal reached in June sought to prevent that by instead including automatic cuts in some agencies. He's also expecting the farm bill to be a big task when Congress returns. Set for Friday is the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Southwest Michigan Unity Day at the Fatigue Youth Campus in Benton Harbor. The club's Sherry Ulig tells us it'll be a chance for young people served by the Boys and Girls Clubs in several communities to gather in one place and mingle. We're serving 10 communities this summer, and we did expand our programming for the summer through a grant with the Michigan Department of Education. And so we want to give those kids during the summer an opportunity to come together. Ulig says they'll have sports, e-games, a dunk tank, a pie-eating contest, a talent show, and more. First of all, kids love a field day, so they love the opportunity to get outside and have a good time. We have both indoor and outdoor events, but just the opportunity to meet kids from other locations. This is the third annual Unity Day. Ulig says schools from communities served by the Boys and Girls Clubs will provide transportation to Benton Harbor for the, the kids on the day. It will include young people from Benton Harbor, Benton Heights, Bridgman, Buchanan, Lawrence, South Haven, St. Joseph, Sturgis, Three Oaks, and White Pigeon. It'll run from 1 to 4.30 p.m. on Friday. And more than $346,000 in scholarships have been announced by the Allegan Community Foundation for more than 140 students in Allegan and Van Buren counties. The foundation said it's had the chance to attend several awards nights around the county and is grateful to the school districts in Allegan County for their partnership. The scholarships are going to graduating high school seniors, returning college students, and adult learners on a variety of paths. Among them is $47,000 for the Bloomingdale Area Education Foundation Scholarship and the William Lake Memorial Scholarship, both in Bloomingdale. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. There's mounting legal jeopardy for Donald Trump. A federal grand jury met today in Washington, D.C., signaling another indictment could be coming soon. 
That one would involve the January 6th and attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Here's ABC's political director, Rick Klein. We have two examples that have already preceded this one and the other two indictments. In the wake of both of those, Donald Trump, if anything, got only stronger politically. Uh, polls have also consistently shown that Republicans not only want Trump, but they think he's actually the strongest candidate to beat Joe Biden. That uh, very much not in keeping with the theory that this weakens him politically. It seems to do the opposite. It seems to strengthen him at every turn. Uh, and I'll say that many of his rivals have almost given into that kind of framing when they go and attack the Justice Department instead of Trump on his own conduct. Prosecutors in Michigan have filed criminal charges against individuals that they say took and tampered with voting machines. Prosecutors say those charges work to illegally take five vote tabulators from various Michigan communities. Some of those accused have argued that local clerks gave them permission to take the machines. Investigators say they broke into the voting machines and performed what they called tests. The defendants include Matthew DiPerno, who Trump endorsed in the Republican Attorney General candidate race last year. He lost. A GOP-led investigation in Michigan upheld the 2020 election results. Meanwhile, a Trump-aligned political group has spent tens of millions of dollars in legal expenses for the former president, according to a new federal elections filing. Sources tell ABC News the political action committee Save America has been covering Trump's legal bills in the wake of his two recent criminal indictments, with more expected. The PAC reported spending $21 million in legal expenses out of the total $30 million it spent in the first half of 2023, according to new campaign finance disclosures. Nine of the ten top vendors paid by the PAC, according to filings, were law firms representing Trump and his advisors. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. A nonprofit organization that researches links between social media, hate, and extremism has been sued by X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. The Center for Countering Digital Hate on a regular basis publishes studies looking at hate speech and misinformation on sites like X, Facebook, and TikTok. The lawsuit filed Monday alleges the center's researchers improperly accessed internal company data. It claims the nonprofit is funded by foreign governments. The center denies the allegation and says platform owner Elon Musk is using the lawsuit to silence critics of his leadership. Musk purchased Twitter last year and last month renamed the platform X. Vice President Kamala Harris has declined Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's invitation to debate his state's new slavery instruction policy. More from ABC's Andy Field. Republican governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis continuing to defend a Florida teaching directive to tell students there was some personal benefit to slaves. He asked Vice President Harris to a roundtable to discuss it. She RSVP'd, no thanks. There were no redeeming qualities of slavery. DeSantis continues claiming the new curriculum doesn't say there were benefits, despite a document that says in some cases there were. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. If you spend enough time with chat, GPT, or other artificial intelligence chatbots, you'll notice it doesn't take long for them to spout falsehoods. Described as hallucination, confabulation, or just plain making things up, it's now a problem for every business organization and high school student trying to get a generative AI system to compose documents and get work done. Builders of large AI systems known as large language models say they're working to make them more truthful, but some experts say the problem is not fixable. They say there's a mismatch between the technology's capabilities and how people want to use it. 
Jury deliberations are underway in the Pittsburgh Tree of Life Synagogue massacre trial. Morph maybe sees Derek Dennis. Twelve jurors deciding the fate of Robert Bowers, already convicted of carrying out the Pittsburgh Synagogue massacre in 2018, the worst anti-Semitic killing in American history. Eleven worshippers, most of them elderly, shot and killed. The key decision for jurors, the death penalty or life in prison without parole for the 50-year-old Bowers, who witnesses say spewed anti-Semitic hate as he opened fire. Mitigating factors, claims of mental illness and Bowers' difficult childhood childhood weighing heavily among the prosecution and the defense in their arguments for or against capital punishment. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Russian authorities have accused Ukraine and yet another, another drone attack on Moscow and its surroundings. One of the drones today hit the same building in the capital that was damaged by a drone in a similar attack Sunday. An advisor to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky tweeted Moscow was, quote, getting used to a full-fledged war without confirming or denying Kiev's involvement. Russian officials claim the intensified attacks on the capital region reflect failures in Ukraine's counteroffensive. The repeated drone strikes underscored Moscow's vulnerability as Russia's war in Ukraine drags into its 18th month. And fueled by Barbenheimer, theater chains are breaking records. More from Jason Davidson. Okay, ladies, let's do this! And the ladies and men going to the theater to see Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and more have given Cinemark its best box office month ever in North America. The company says in a statement that July was Cinemark's highest-grossing month in company history, but it didn't give numbers. The news comes on the heels of AMC saying the seven days following Barbie and Oppenheimer's premiere was the biggest box office week in the company's 103-year history. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.